0: You're listening to the Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor
1: Halley. Hello, Oilers fans. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Halley. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. Before we get going, just a quick shout out to our sponsor, DraftKings. Lots of stuff going on in the world of daily fantasy sports namely the NHL, but we've also got Major League Baseball playoffs. You've got NFL on the weekends, as well as Thursdays and Mondays. NBA gets going tonight, and also PGA, MMA. Lots of fun stuff going on with DraftKings. Check them out. And when you sign up, make sure to use promo code THPN. It's a great way to have a lot of fun. Do so responsibly. Speaking of fun... Well, the Oilers are having fun. We're going to have fun on this show today. We've got a loaded lineup for you. We're going to talk to Jason Strudwick, former member of the Edmonton Oilers, played in the NHL for over a decade now. He's won half of the Jason Greger Show on TSN 1260. Struddy will drop by to talk about the Oilers' start to the season and uh, what they can look forward to on the road trip heading down to the Southern States. I'm also going to talk to Jeff Walker. He, of course, with TSN 1260, the newest addition to the TSN 1260 team. Right now, working with Matthew Iwanick on the Dave Jameson Show. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Walker8Jeff. And I'm going to talk to another Jeff, Jeffrey Ulrich of DraftKings Nation. He's on Twitter at TheFantasyGrind. And we'll talk to Jeff about some good advice that he wants to share with you going into uh, this week with DraftKings, Lots of money to be won, and uh, he's going to share some advice regarding the Edmonton Oilers, but we'll also talk about some of the top talent around the NHL for those Edmonton Oilers, though. Since the last time we spoke, a nice win on a Saturday night in the Battle of Alberta, taking on the Calgary Flames down at Rogers Place. And uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, basically the formula for winning as it has been the last couple of years. Connor McDavid, three goals in that one. pull Pogliarvi, one goal, two assists. Leon Dreisaitl, three assists. Connor McDavid was firing on all cylinders in that one. He would get the empty netter to finish off the hat trick, but he had eight shots on goal in that one. So those guys, they're rolling uh, from the bottom nine, I guess we would call it. I think he saw some good play, uh, some things to work on defensively, some ups, some downs, and goaltending Mike Smith. Was well, just as good as you need him to be. Let's well, in a couple goals, but the Oilers will be able to outscore a lot of their problems. So, uh good performance for the Oilers on Saturday night. Always fun to beat the Flames on hockey night in Canada. And now the Edmonton Oilers turn their direction and their focus to the Anaheim Ducks, who they will play on Tuesday night. Uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, we're just a few hours away. Uh, pre-game coverage on TSN 1260, Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassian, and myself. 6 o'clock today, and then the Oilers... Like I said they head out of town they'll take on the Coyotes on Thursday then they've got the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday. Then they're off for a few days. So they've got a couple nights in Vegas. I wonder if they'll have their rookie party. Let's we'll ask Struddy about that. See what he thinks. Get that rookie party out of the year early on in the season, but for the Edmonton Oilers a great start to the season 2 and 0. Uh definitely some things they can work on, but I think overall you're just looking at the results. 2 and 0 uh to start the season could be a lot worse. Let's get to our first guest of the show today. He played a long time in the NHL. Now you can hear him on TSN 1260, Monday through Friday on the Jason Greger Show. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jason underscore Strudwick. Struddy, thanks a lot for doing this today. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you making out? Oh, geez, Struds. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Like the Edmonton Oilers, I mean, there's a few things I could be uh, maybe a little more picky about, but overall, things are going pretty well. The Edmonton Oilers 2-0 on the season, set to take on the Anaheim Ducks on a Tuesday night. Uh, Shreddy, just want to talk about the Oilers overall and your first impressions you know, two games down, obviously the game against the Vancouver Canucks last Wednesday uh, kind of kind of tailed off in the third period, but we're st- still able to get the win in the shootout. Uh, the game against the Flames, a little bit more like what you'd like to see from this team. Only two games in, but what has stood out to you from the Oilers so far this year?
2: Oh, the pressure they're putting up. You know, they're, they're... With the additions of Hyman and Fogel, Cassian looks re-energized. Yasser Pouliar, is a more confident player. You know, that's four of your top, you know, top nine wingers or whatever you want to call it that are are getting up on that puck and making things happen. And I think that is something that is so important. It's so disruptive at the D-mode. You know that you're going to be feeling pressure. Um, and it's not even being run over. It's just getting, getting, feeling pressure and having to change what you're trying to do. Then if you do stall out the D, you're able to take the pocket. And how many times have we seen Warren Fogel in these first two games take it harder than that? Or Derek Ryan standing in front, um, you know, or, or, or casting. Like, these are, are Pugliardi in front, Hyman in front. Like, it's very, very good thing to see for the owners. And the way you know it's working is the way the Flames are reacting to the owners being in the blue paint fantastic and they need to do that all year long because it puts pressure on the other team And and allows your more skilled—not that those guys aren't skilled—but your elite skilled players to buzz all over the ice with the puck because they're thinking about who's going to the blue paint.
1: Stradie, I mean, I think you had a good point there, just talking about you know the pressure brought by some of the new guys, uh, Zach Hyman and and, uh, Warren Fogle for sure. I I see thirty-seven popping up all over the place when you look at a guy like Zach Cassie, and, and we've heard the kind of the chatter around him for a long time. Emotional player can really be brought into it, you know, in the bigger moments when the crowd's there. How much do teammates like? Fogle and Hyman help him.
2: Oh, it, you know, you, you see them doing it, and you want to be a part of it. You know, you, you, you get exposed when you start adding or start having, you know, more and more depth in your lineup. When someone isn't doing what they're capable of doing, you're exposed more than a, a thinner lineup. So the owners are, they you know, their top line are, are they're they're looking good, they're looking strong. Uh, There's still the Fort mine still a work in progress. I'm sure that'll be that'll be sorted out through Tippett uh, and, and Holland. But that casting, he's got to be excited. You're playing with someone who is just like you, fast, likes to get on the four check and take pucks to that as disrupt them. They're like the Bash Brothers a little bit, you know. And it's exciting for him. And I think that's going to really um, you know keep him engaged um, many nights.
1: Struddy, we're two games in here and uh, Connor McDavid obviously doing Connor McDavid things. He had the hat trick against the Flames on Saturday. He's got five points total. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi and Leon Dry set up both with four points each. Uh, different ways. Of Leon yet to find the back of the net. But the, the production that this top line has had I mean, how tough is it going to be to separate them if and when that day comes for Coach Tippett?
2: I don't think it would be hard at all because he has the options for them to play with different players. You know, does Zach, if if if, if Saddle moves down to the to back to center, um, you know, does Ka, does Hyman jump up there um, and take that spot? Does News jump to the wing, or, or what do they decide to do? Like, there's so many options for this team to, to make it happen that um, it's a great thing. You know, you can even could you put do you keep Puliyarvizi and and um, and uh, Saddle together mm-hmm. and throw Yamamoto with Hyman and McDavid? Like, you can mix and match and. and it's truly now he has options. Truly does have options. So that's something I think that um, he hasn't had. And I, I actually thought he would started them apart this year. They've started together. The other lines have performed well. So maybe see this ride for a while. But at some point, you see them split up.
1: What have you made of the second line when you have the pairing of Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent-Hopkins?
2: Well, Zach Hyman brings uh, an aggressiveness and a strength that that is it's, it's, you know it's different. Um, you know, Nugent and and. Um, Yamamoto are both skilled players but no one has as heavy a stick as Hyman. Hyman's stick is so heavy so what that means is that when he's trying to get a puck or or has a puck his stick isn't lifted easily off the ground or the puck isn't taken away from easy. It's all about a really heavy fight for the puck and he brings that attitude that line and I think that stiffens that line's resolve a little bit so it's a very positive thing for them so you know the the first couple games have been great with him on that line.
1: Strutty, now you played uh, 674 games in the NHL. Let's say the vast majority on the blue line. Uh, when you look at Darnell Nurse and, and just how far he's come, you know, going back to you know a few years ago, there was people that had questions about him. Uh, what do you make of his game, and, and how much further can he take it this year playing with a guy like Tyson Berry?
2: Yeah, he's going to keep growing. I mean, I, I don't think. I mean, he's had so much improvement. Do we expect the same level of improvement? I'm, I'm not sure that that's realistic for him but I think he will continue to improve. You know, some of the areas I like to see him is, at times, just make the game simple for himself, right? Like, and, you know, we've heard um, him talk about a bit and his, his coach talk about how, you know, sometimes just making a simple play is the right play. Conserve your energy, knowing when to jump off, knowing when not to, and that's all coming. And, and, and now we're talking about the last, you know, little piece of it. You know, he's at, let's whatever, say 90% of his, Potential or 95, but that last little piece is, is maybe the hardest to get. Um, but you know, he'll, there'll be continuous, or there'll be still be improvement. Won't be as great, but it'll be those finer points of the game that will make the game easier for them through you know with, you know through that heavy part of the season.
1: What have you made of the second pairing for the Oilers with Duncan Keith and Cody Cc? I,
2: I like it. You know, Cc is uh, just steady, and all they want for him is to be steady. Um, although that pass he made to Pugliari, that's a pretty skilled pass. so give the guy credit. Uh, but, you know, just be steady, make the safe play, and be a, a minute-munching, 20-minute, you know, guy. And that's, that's what they're looking for from him. Duncan Keith, uh, the leadership, um, you know, he's got very quick feet. He's able to get, you know, for a for and for the Oilers, I think he's the quickest guy for me to be in a short distance. Um, very, very quick. And, again, be a, minute, a minute-muncher. He, he's been everything you've asked for him so far. He's killing penalties. You know, him and Assisi are making that secondary solid. Um, and then the, I think the emergence or the, the continued development of Bouchard is going to help make it that, that top four. Instead of top four, it'll be a top five.
1: I think, you know, just, just from what I've seen uh, with t- TSN 1260, the inbox and people, you know, on Twitter, there is that, that criticism of that pairing. And, you know, it, how long can they hold up? You know, if they're playing tougher oppositions, will they still be there? How much uh, do you think you need to see from them before you say, you know what, I trust these guys as a bona fide number two pairing and someone who can be in, playing that shutdown role?
2: Well, I have a friend who always worries about getting water in his basement. And I'm like, have you done everything possible to stop it? He's like, yes. And I'm like, why are you worrying about it? Let's not worry about it until it's a problem. If you've prepared properly, you know, until there's an issue, don't worry about it. So until I see there's an issue from those two people, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, we we think about the goaltending last year, oh, well, it's always going to be a problem. It delivered. So if these guys can deliver, let's, let's not worry about it until it becomes a problem. No, the question would be, what would it look like? when when they when they do struggle. I think we're looking at maybe having a tough time making the first pass and spending extended time in their own zone because of, you know, poor choices with the puck. That's what I'm watching for. I haven't seen it, so let's not worry about it.
1: I like that strategy, yeah. We're, we'll worry about it when it comes. Uh, one more question for you with the blue line there. Evan Bouchard uh, against the Canucks. We saw him get out there 22 minutes. It dropped off a little bit Saturday night against the Flames, 17 on that third pairing. What do you think about Evan Bouchard so far, seeing him uh, kind of being the, the full-time NHLer for the first time in his career?
2: Well, that, that's, you know, at 16, 18 minutes is kind of where I have him around. You know, Darnell's going to play high minutes, and the second pairing is going to be around at 19 to 20. So that's kind of where he Bouchard. Um, but I love the fact that he's killing penalties. You know, I think, I think he's been, it's not the first one, he's been the second highest defenseman for killing penalties, um, the first two games. Um, so he's out there with Darnell, usually a start at all. So what a great way to get his beak wet. So that instead of whatever way what you say 17 minutes the other night, yeah. that would be 13 minutes without that penalty kill time. So you're getting out there almost every third shift. That's pretty good for a, a young defenseman breaking in and they'll just keep adding to it. But for now, that's a good spot. We know what Barry's role is. You know what Bouchard's role is and everyone figures it out in there. So I think the Oilers should be really happy with where he's at, but they want to keep developing and keep pushing to become um, the, the, the player that, you know, so many Oilers fans hope he can become.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, he was out there with Bouchard. Uh, I think he played actually four seconds more on the penalty K, ke- or on the penalty kill than Darnell Nurse against the Flames, uh, against the Canucks. They were both playing north of six minutes on the PK. Lots of, uh, lots of penalties taken. So yeah, yeah, I'd like to see him out there. Like, and throwing them with that steady presence in Darnell Nurse. I think it's been an awesome sight to see so far. And, uh, I know you and I are both very high on Evan Bouchard working his way up the lineup. In the next year or so, uh, when do you think that we see Miko Koska to get his first start of the season? Do you think you wait a little bit and go up against the Coyotes, or could it be Tuesday? Or wait, it won't be Tuesday night. So will it be the Coyotes? I guess I should ask you.
2: Yeah, you know, I think at some point you got to get him in there. And Dave Tippett talks a lot about you know getting a guy in there and get him in the mix. Um, so we saw that with Russ, Russell and, and Slater Cuckoo playing. You know, I wonder if, will we see Tyler Benson at some point? Will we see? Um, you know, he hasn't played yet, and then, obviously, uh, the big guy, Nico Koskin. So maybe Thursday makes a, a lot of sense. you got to make sure you give Mike Smith those, um, no, not days off, but keep him fresh, uh, make him sure he can put his time in both wherever he wants in the gym or with the trainer or, uh, you know, on the ice with Dashi Swartz, always going coach. So I think I see that Thursday making sense. Um, you know, once your schedule starts picking up a little more, including some travel, um, that's where you might see him a little more. But Mike Smith's played really well, um, and I think Dave Tippett really wants to have a good start. Banking those points early is so so key.
1: Struddy, now you know we talked about the Ducks on Tuesday. Then you've got the Coyotes Thursday, the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday. Then four days off before you return home to take on the Flyers. What do you think the after party is going to be like? I mean, is is that the rookie party Friday night in <laughs> Vegas?
2: Yeah, it might be. You know, you try to – I think coaches want to get that out of the way early. <laughs> uh, you know, it just, just – and there seems to be a nice break there. Um, you know, and, and they're going to make sure they be, they be respectful of, of, you know, what they're, it's all about. It's all about winning. But, you know, those bonding moments are really important for teams. And You know, some people might not want to hear it, but those times, especially on the road, um, to have a little time together to work out and, and, and to have a good night out. And now we're all – now we're a group. We've kind of gelled. Um, I think that might make a lot of sense at that point. But, you know, they, they, the good thing is that they're playing well, and a coach is very much easier to reward them after that kind of a, a start if they do continue to start heading into that uh, Vegas game you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that anyone that's been a part of a team, you're always going to have more success when you're, you're closer on and off the ice or on or off the field, whatever sport it is. So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Now, before I let you go, you played in the NHL for a long time. What is the best city for a rookie party? Because uh, when you played Vegas – wasn't an option yet, but what was your favorite spot for that?
2: You know, I didn't like LA and New York. It's so big. It gets spread out. I, I never liked that at all. I didn't like that uh, that idea. I like that, like we had one in Calgary, like the smaller communities, Nashville, mm-hmm. the smaller communities where you can kind of stay together. You don't want, the thing about rookie parties, I always thought it was important for us all to stay together as much as possible because that's why you're doing it. You don't need people find solo missions all over the map. So I really like that, that intimacy of a smaller community because like New York, we did it one time and it, my rookie party it was awful. Like guys, you know, we had dinner and everyone was just gone. I may mean, as well just gone back to my room and got drunk in the minibar. bar. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I appreciate your insights, Stretty. Uh, what do you think happens in the next three games here? How many, how many wins do the Oilers pick up against the Coyotes, uh, the Ducks, and the Golden Knights?
2: Well, I think the next two are really going to be quite, um, you know, they should be wins, especially Thursday. I mean, against the Arizona, <laughs> they're not even trying to win. You know, I think if they could, they dress you and I um, in, in that group. I think, I think the Golden Knights, even though they've got some injuries, I think they're still a tough out. Um, tomorrow's an interesting one, like the Ducks, obviously in a rebuild situation, pretty young group. Um, still inexperienced, but these are the types of games where you can't, you, you, you don't want to let these, slip, these, these points slip by. You know, how many times have we heard a team say, oh, man, uh, you know, we were one point short or two points short, whatever it was. These are the games you have to bank these points because you're going to have a, a, a tough stretch of the season. Everybody does. But bank it early, get those points, especially at home, then you move on from there to the two games on the road. You know, maybe there's some kind of a party there that you come back and you take on Philadelphia uh, with a goal he was still trying to find his game after a
1: tough year last
2: year in Carter Hart.
1: Struddy, thanks a lot for doing this. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Anytime, buddy. Great stuff from Jason Strudek, former NHLer. Always appreciate him hopping on the podcast here to discuss his former team, the Edmonton Oilers. And like we said, they're uh, going to be interesting to see what they do. I, I know me and my friends have had a lot of fun in Las Vegas for a couple nights. Uh, if you've got a few days off, you, you can probably... Find your way to to some fun, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, of course, they do take on the Philadelphia Flyers a few days later, so not too much fun to be had, but I'm sure the rookie party could be going down uh, this weekend in Las Vegas. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Speaking of rookies... There's a rookie at TSN 1260 in Edmonton, a new guy. I haven't had a new guy in a long time. Jeff Walker recently joined the team to help us out, talking about those Edmonton Oilers, among many other things. And I got him on the podcast here. We're going to introduce him a little bit, let you know a little bit about him. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Walker8Jeff. Jeff, thanks a lot for doing this today, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. And uh for those of you who might not know yet, Jeff, you're the newest member of TSN 1260. Right now, you're on with Matt Awanek during the Dave Jameson show, but when Jamie comes back, Matty will slide into your chair, and you're just going to be the overall producer of the station. You'll be doing online content, a bunch of stuff. You've been here for, what, three weeks now?
0: Yeah, this is third week now. Third yeah. week with TSN
1: 1260. It. How's it going? Who do you like? Who do you dislike? How's it been?
0: Uh, you know, so far it's been pretty good, nobody's, uh, nobody's thrown me in a closet or got me to clean the bathroom or anything like that, so, yeah. you know, so far so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the, the
0: hazing stuff has gone
1: downhill, yes. you know, Hernan had to do a lot of stuff, and I think we, we ended it with Hernan, so glad to have you aboard here, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Now this is an Oilers-based podcast, so I just wanted to get you out of the way, get the intro in here for you. Oilers 2-0 start so far, uh, what stood out to you?
0: Uh so far I like that they roll the top three lines. Uh mm-hmm. I, I love how they've got a little bit of balance there. So they're always going, they're always on the four check, you're spending more time in the offensive zone. Yeah. Uh less time in their own zone. It's been very nice to see. I'd like to see the fourth line maybe get a little bit more playing time, but you know, at the same time. <laughs> Right, if the first three lines are going, you got to keep them going. And I also liked uh, the the defense pairing so far. I thought uh, Keith and CeCe have played a couple of good games so far. Nurse and Barry, there's been a couple adventures out there, but let's be real. Nurse has been on the ice for 30 (laughs) minutes a game. That's going to happen, right? So uh, overall, I thought they played really good. You mentioned
1: just rolling the top three lines. It's been good. Now, you're good with Nurse, or sorry, with Dry Sublin McDavid being on that top Top unit together?
0: Uh, I I love that, right? Like, if you can overpower them with your first line and then uh, maybe get some some better matchups for line two and three, I think that's pretty good. It's good that they actually have some players that they can stick on a second line that um, can be considered a second line. Because that's what they've been missing the last couple of years. They've just had that, uh if you put McDavid and Dreisaitl on the first line, well, what do you have left for the second line? Right. This year, you can roll out a good line. Uh, they're, they're producing. I love how hard they work in the corner. So that, uh, opens up the opportunity for the coach to put, uh, Connor and Leon on the same line. Yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was really evident last year against the Jets in the playoffs. As soon as that top line went off, like, Winnipeg would just come at waves and it was just nonstop. And then McDavid and Drysettle would go back out there and it would look at it again. And then, you know, the waves would come back at you. So that's a great point. Uh, Hyman and Nuge, I think those two having chemistry was a big deal for this team. Uh, Devin Shore looks like he'll get into the lineup now. Finally healthy. Uh, what do you think he brings to that fourth line?
0: Uh, I like that, uh, you know, first off, he's a great guy, uh, at face-offs. He uh, mm-hmm. takes good face-offs. I think he's a steady player. Um, he's been in the league for long enough now that he knows his role. He doesn't try to step outside of that. So he brings, uh, he brings consistency to the table. He's good on the penalty kill. I, I think he's, uh, he's gonna fit in on the fourth line really well and it's, it's gonna look good. Uh, maybe you can get a few more minutes out of that line going forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, looking at the defensive pairings, obviously, you touched on Nurse and Barry. I think, as expected, there's going to be some wild rides, and that's probably going to continue when they play stronger teams. Uh, there might be points where they're a little bit overmatched. CeCe and Keith, to me, they've been okay. Like, they, they've probably better than expectations it's only two games in we'll see what have you thought about Evan Bouchard in his uh, I guess first full season as a an NHL
0: regular I love that he's got confidence mm-hmm. you can tell that he's put the work in over the summertime he's come in he's ready to go he he doesn't want to stay on that third pairing and you can tell that he wants to, to get some bigger minutes and uh, so he goes out there he plays really hard there you know with all defensemen there's been a couple of adventures out there but uh, overall he's played fantastic I love that shot from the point he needs to 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 use that a little bit more, and uh, hopefully he does get a little bit more power play time as the season goes on. But I I think he dictates his own season, right? You know, you keep playing that hard, you get out there and you skate hard, keep putting the puck on net, and uh, watching your own end. I think he gets more playing time. So I I love what he's been doing. Yeah, I'm with you
1: on that one, and I, I love what he does on the power play, although it's been limited. We've seen it in the past where he's just got that knack to get the puck on net, like. Whether it's just a little hesitation on the blue line, just being patient there. He finds ways to get it through. We know good things happen when pucks are on net. Um, let's look at the goaltending now. Mike Smith, obviously, uh, the goal against Vancouver, the tying goal. One, he said he lost track of. He wants back, I'm sure. But overall, looks like he's been pretty good. How long do you keep him in net before Miko Koskinen inevitably gets a start?
0: Well, you gotta think Miko's probably gonna get that start on Thursday against Arizona. But, uh, you know, if you have a hot goal, you ride the hot hand, right? Yep. Mike Smith looks like he's prepared for this season. He wants to come in, he wants to play, he wants to win. He does give up the occasional iffy goal, but, um, with, if you're rocking a 9.51 save percentage, I think you're doing just fine, whether or not you let in a softy every once or not, right? So, uh, I think he's doing really well. Um, when it comes to Miko Koskin, I've never been one of those guys to think that Miko doesn't have a place on the team. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely not worth the contract, but that's a contract, right? You know, like you, you pay the guy he's going to sign the contract, right? So, Ooh, yeah. so it is what it is. It, it looks like he's worked on his glove hand a little bit. So I, I think that that's Good going forward, and uh, we'll see how it goes against Arizona. You know, Arizona is one of those teams I don't think they got a lot of bite in the team, so you throw them out there for that. Really, right now with the offense, I think you can outscore a lot of problems, and yep. I think that that's going to help with uh, Miko going forward. So I-, I expect to see him in the lineup on Thursday against uh, Arizona.
1: That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, you know what? Miko could lend the first three shots of the game. McDavid and Drysdale can, you know, even that up after 40 minutes. Like they just have that ability to outscore little problems, not continued problems, but the little problems, and hopefully Mikko finds well, his game.
0: In, in Arizona, they've given up what is it, 16 or 17 yeah. goals in their first three games, and that's uh, against teams that don't have Connor and <laughs> McDavid, right? So didn't
1: they play Buffalo already? And yeah, yeah, I think
0: Buffalo took them down like <laughs> seven to two or something like that. It's outrageous. So you know, like I, I don't have a lot of faith in Arizona stopping Connor and Leon. So yeah. I think Koskinen might have a free ride in that game. But, you know, it's still the NHL, so you don't really want to look past a team. But if there's a team that you might want to look a little down the road, it's probably Arizona. (laughs)
1: Well, tonight the Oilers taking on the Anaheim Ducks. Of course, the Ducks have the overtime win against the Flames last night. They were down 1-0. And uh, for the gambling degenerates out there like me, I threw a couple bucks down on them when they were trailing. They come back to beat the Flames, and Flames lose. I won money. It was a really great thing. But what do you think oh, we can look forward to tonight when the Oilers take on the Ducks, the Ducks playing in the second half of a
0: back-to-back? Well, I hope the Oilers get right on them, right? You know, like, hopefully it's the beginning of the season, so, you know, Anaheim should still be kind of charged, but um they're also a team that didn't make a lot of changes in the offseason, and they weren't really a great team last year. So you have a lot of young guys who are taking a step forward, so it's going to be nice to see some of that action, but I still think if the Oilers get on top of them right away... They're going to be fine, right? You know, like uh, maybe put up a couple of goals, kind of like you did with Calgary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to see the Oilers sit back because I've never been one of those guys that like to see a team sit back on a league. Put Keep your foot on the gas, keep playing, and uh, you, you're probably playing uh, Anaheim's backup goalie. So get some shots on them early, get some behind them, and I think uh, the Oilers will have a good game.
1: Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I thought that was the issue in Vancouver, actually, or when they hosted Vancouver. Like, you're up to nothing. Why are you letting them linger? Get that. Put that final nail in the coffin. Yeah. They were unable to do so. Jeff, thanks so much for
0: doing this today. Yeah, I really no appreciate problem. It. Yeah, thanks for having me on.
1: Great stuff from Jeff Walker. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Walker8Jeff. Appreciate him hopping on, sharing some insight into the Edmonton Oilers. And right now you can hear him on the Dave Jameson Show Monday through Friday from noon to 2 alongside Matthew Awanek. Again, quick shout-out to Dave Jameson. We're all thinking of you, buddy. And that's going to wrap it up for another edition of the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, as we've talked about a few times throughout this show. The Oilers in action Tuesday night hosting the Anaheim, the Ducks. The Ducks coming off a big win on Monday night, taking on the Calgary Flames. They were down one nothing in the third period. They scored late, and then they'd go on to win in overtime. After that, they head on the road. They'll take on the Arizona Coyotes on Thursday. Then the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday. We'll have another show in between then, so we can uh, talk a little bit more about that. For the Edmonton Oilers, in case you did miss it, settle McDavid, Pogliarvi on the top line. They'll go with Hyman, r Yamamoto on the second line. Fogel, Ryan, Cassian on the third. Devin Shore gets back into the lineup to make his season debut. He'll play with Perlini and Turris on the fourth line. Defensively, Nurse Barry, Heath, CeCe, Russell, Bouchard, we assume. Mike Smith will get the start on Tuesday. Look for Miko Koskinen to draw into the lineup on Thursday. And that's going to do it. We're out of here, everyone. Have a great week. We'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts from.